Hello everyone, I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks with my friend and co-host Dylan Backer and in today's video we're wrapping up our Knicks report card series and this is with our coaching staff and our front office, more specifically Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose. Um, you know, we're also going to give an overall grade on the season. So, you know, thank you guys so much for following us on this report card series. We had uh, gone through all the position groups and now we're here with coaches in front office and, you know, kind of for the first time, I think in a very long time. Um, I can sit here and say, I think I'm going to give pretty good grades to these two, right? You know, like not saying these two specifically, but like the Knicks are not known for having, you know, great head coaching or, um, you know, great, you know, presidents of basketball operations or anything like that. That's not really, uh, something the Knicks are, or Knicks fans are accustomed to over the last couple of years. Now they cut, they're not perfect. Um, you know, and Tibbs had his ups and downs throughout the season, but I, I felt like he made adjustments when necessary, especially to the rotation. Um, you know, he's the first guy we're going to talk about here. Um, you know, again, you kind of think about like that early season skid, um, and then shortening the lineup and making those changes, to the rotation that really turned the season around. And, you know, we can, we can nitpick certain things, certain games, you think of the Dallas game, that wasn't great. Um, but you know, overall, just like when he made the adjustments, he made the rotation, the guys he felt were good. And the guys he felt were not very good. Um, he was typically pretty spot on with that. Even when the front office wasn't, you know, entirely on board with it, the moves that Tom Thibodeau made in terms of playing time, I felt like were just for the most part, you know, yes, you could argue maybe he should have, you know, gave him less minutes here or there to certain guys and more minutes here and there to other guys, but at that point, it's kind of nitpicky. Um, I feel like there was nothing egregious. I felt overall he did a good job. The players clearly love playing for him. Josh Hart, I know he mentioned on a podcast, like previous to becoming a Nick, they'd love to play for a Tom Thibodeau team. Um, you know, it's clear that there's at least some sort of positive relationship between the, the roster and him, and I think that plays a bigger role than we should, you know, that we ever give it credit for, because end of the day, if your coach doesn't relate with your players, I don't care how good of a decision maker they are, they're not going to play well with that coach. Um, you know, overall in the season, I thought he did a pretty decent job. I thought he was a solid head coach for the Knicks. You know, where are you at with Tom Thibodeau and, you know, kind of what his season was like this year? Right. So, I mean, I know a lot of fans are not very high on Tom Thibodeau and kind of are like already ready to give up on him. You know, I think this year, though, he kind of earned himself an extra year in New York. I do, you know, and I for that, I'll give him a grade of like, you know, A minus B plus range. And some, some fans might think that's a little high, but I give it that high because, you know, he did make the adjustments, like you said, after that Dallas game, and we ended up winning a lot more. You know, he got this team to the second round. You know, I don't think anyone expected the Knicks to get to the second round. So, you know, him helping us get to that point plays a huge role into the higher grade. And just, you know, like you said, he has that good relationship with the players. You know, if you have a good relationship with the players and the players like you as a coach, then you'll succeed more. Yeah, they didn't win the title this year, but they did better than what they were expected to do. And, you know, a lot of that goes with the relationship between head coach and players. And, you know, I don't, obviously, Thibodeau wasn't a perfect coach. There were times he made some questionable decisions, you know, in games, such as ex an example here, game six of the playoffs against Miami when he put the entire bench in instead of having at least one of Randall or Brunson on the court. Yeah, that was a questionable decision. I think everyone can agree that was not a good decision. There were times he made bad decisions in the rotation. There were times you kind of wondered why is he sticking to X player here when he's not performing well or why is he not playing uh, X player here because he is playing well but he hasn't been playing him a whole lot you know yeah there were questions like that and of course you know no coach is going to be perfect throughout a full season there are going to be times you're going to question their decisions but overall I do think Tom Thibodeau did a pretty good job and I do think he deserves a bit of credit for that you know some fans refuse to give him give Tom Thibodeau credit for you know just how successful this Knicks season actually was but I think he deserves some credit to a degree because you know we wouldn't be in the second round with without him. I mean, he's a culture. He's been came kind of a culture setter 
That's the way I see it. You know, Tom Thibodeau, if he's someone that you, is he someone like you want to win? A, you're going to win a championship with? I don't know. I can't definitively say that. He might not be that guy, but he's someone who set this culture and kind of set the, uh, you know, established that winning culture back to New York, you know, getting us to the playoffs two times in three years and stuff like that. So, I mean, we're, we're in the right direction in large part because of him. And I mean, you know, you can have your opinions on Tom Thibodeau and whatever whatever you have and think that, you know, oh, regardless of getting to the second round, he's not a good coach. I, I'm not happy we didn't get this far. But, uh, the Knicks exceeded every expectation imaginable, except they didn't win the title. You know, if you take away that, then they exceeded everything else. Then they were supposed to, they did way better in everything else that they were supposed to do or were projected to do by pretty much everybody. You know, so you can't, like, knock on... Tom Thibodeau for that I mean Tom Thibodeau did what he was supposed to do with the roster he was given and got him to the second round so he deserves his flowers for that what do you think about all that yeah no I think one big thing that people don't give Tom Thibodeau enough credit for is as you mentioned the culture right you know this team plays a style of basketball or a brand of basketball I think is you know it's very much it's very much gritty, you know, playing hard defense, getting the most out of your talent. Like, I feel like, you know, if you look at what the Knicks are as a roster, it's not necessarily a bad roster, but is it a roster that you look at and say, yeah, this team, you know, should have been playing at a uh, at a pace where they were, you know, looking at finals, like finals contenders at times. Like, no, like that, we no one expect that coming into the year, right? And this is the second year out of three that Tom Thibodeau got the most out of a roster. That 2020 team was worse than this one, and that one was, they were the fourth seed, right? Like, look, end of the day, I think at some point you have to kind of just give him credit for being a really good floor raiser. Um, and to the point about whether we can win a championship with him or not, I feel like you I feel like we, we can't really know the answer to that question. I agree with you in that sense. But people kind of forget, like, with the Bulls, you know, if it wasn't for Derrick Rose getting hurt, do they win a championship, right? You know, like, he was the coach of that team. That team was suffocating on the defensive end. That team was a serious contender in the East. You know, context needs to be provided here. Like, people legitimately thought that team was going to go out and challenge a Miami Heat team with prime LeBron James, like, arguably one of the, you know, arguably the greatest player ever, right? Um, Dwayne Wade, first bout Hall of Famer, Chris Bosh, Hall of Famer, um, you know, just an unbelievable group of talent, you know, and, and they were considered like, yeah, they'll go toe to toe with that team. Right. Um, and, and that's Tom Thibodeau being able to get the most out of his rosters. Right. This is kind of a consistent trend. Obviously, you know, there, there are stints like the ones with the Timberwolves that didn't go excellently. But then again, like, were you really going to expect Tom Thibodeau to win a West with the Golden State Warriors in there? And again, like, Kevin Durant, Steph, Steph, Clay, Draymond, like that just wasn't happening either. I don't care what assembly of talent they have. Cat, Wiggins, Butler, I don't care, right? You know, Butler was there for one year and he was hurt for a lot, a big portion of that season. Um, so, you know, end of the day, I, I feel like you can't really, I, like there's no one really that you would replace Tom Thibodeau with right now, right? Like, you know, if you wanted to go internally, maybe, but like even then, you know, Tom, the players clearly love Tom Thibodeau. I, if they didn't, we would hear more about it, right? You know, I think one, like, you know, it's not like we have like Randall hates Tom Thibodeau or Jalen Brunson doesn't like Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is the coach coming off of a season where, you know, people were calling for him to be fired and, and there were reasonable, you know, calls for him to get fired after that year. And Jalen Brunson still decided, I want to play for him. And I think that matters, right? You know, um, Josh Hart, again, like prior to even being a New York Knicks, like prior to this season was like, yeah, no, I'd want to play for a Tom Thibodeau team. I think that I'd fit a Tom Thibodeau team very well. There's clearly this level of grit and all those things. You know, you could argue maybe if a superstar comes around, would they want to play for Tom Thibodeau? Who knows? But like, I maybe maybe you don't want a superstar who wouldn't play for Tom Thibodeau. Maybe that speaks more to that superstar than anything else, right? Maybe we. Sh I think that should be a conversation we have just as much as you know, can Tom Thibodeau win a title with you know uh, the Knicks, right? Um, and we're still not at that point yet, right? We'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, but until that becomes an issue, I'm not gonna 
creating a shit that doesn't exist. Um, we can see how that turned out. Like the Nets saying, like, hey, you know what? Let's hire us like Steve Nash because we can't win a coach. We, we, we can't win a title with the coach we have right now. He's just a floor raiser, and that went south pretty quickly. So, um, you know, I don't think you want to assume a guy can't win a, uh, an NBA title. But you know, the next guy that I think is important to talk about here and. Uh, Oh my god, I forgot to give Tom Thibodeau a letter grade. I'm gonna give him a B plus, A minus. Like, kind of, no, actually, I'm gonna give him an A minus. I think B plus is a little bit harsh. A minus. The team made the playoffs. Like, I, how can I give him anything other than an A? Um, for Leon Rose, I feel like it wasn't a very active year for him. But I mean, good god, the two mo- big moves that he made were unbelievable. Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, right? I mean. What more else is there to say? Like, you know, we can talk about the mixture extension. We can talk about the RJ extension, which the RJ one isn't looking great so far, but it was kind of a necessity at the time. It wasn't really something that, uh, given the context of the situation, the Knicks could have gotten away with not doing. Um, Looking at what Leon Rose did, I mean, what else do I really have to say, right? Like the dude, I mean, he gets you Jalen Brunson. He gets you Josh Hart. This team takes another, goes to another level. They have a, a plethora of first round picks. They have a strong future. They have plenty of draft capital. Like, you know, uh, what is your letter grade for Leon Rose? I imagine you're going to have a pretty positive take, but I want to hear what you have to say about him on the season. Right. So, I mean, like you said, not very an active season in the front office for the Knicks, but the moves that they did make were, in hindsight, of course, the smart ones. You know, they didn't dump off a bunch of draft picks for Donovan Mitchell. You know, they they were playing it safe and would rather keep RJ. Of course, you know, like you said, the RJ extension is kind of, you know, questionable at the moment, but hopefully it ends up paying off one day in these next few years. But, you know, the big things, like you said, Jalen Brunson in the offseason, Josh Hart at the deadline, you know, those moves right there that at the time seemed like quieter moves, like moves that were just like, oh, whatever, they're not going to be that much better. No, they were that much better when they got them. And for that, Leon Rose deserves like an A. He honestly does. I mean, those were very smart moves. You know, he played it safer and it ended up paying off. And he's still, we still have all those draft picks and stuff like that and all these other assets to that we can still move to really get that, like, that needle threading move uh, superstar, the one that really gets us over the hump and the one that really can make a difference. You know, he didn't shell out a bunch of draft picks or shell out a bunch of rotation players for a disgruntled, decent star player that just wasn't going to work out as a Nick. No, he's being patient with it. He's holding on to it. Now, of course, you know, over the next few seasons, if that patience continues and we really don't get that much better, then maybe my viewpoint about him will be a little bit different. But so far with how it's been working, I'm pleased with it because, you know, quite frankly, there hasn't been that many like superstars that are worth getting available on the market at this time until maybe this offseason, which we will find out more of probably after the finals is over. And that's when, you know, the trade rumors will pick up and when free agency begins and all that, then we'll see what how the Knicks choose to navigate with that. But, you know, for this season specifically, I give him an A. You know, the moves were smart. He didn't shell out too much to get these guys. You know, he signed Brunson to a pretty bargain of a contract. And, it's it, you know, look how much it's been paying off already. You know, Josh Hart got him at the deadline. And we, we were able to get his bird rights, too. So we're able, we're, we'll be the first ones to be able to just offer him a new contract and get him to re-sign. And he's already expressed that he wants to stay. So there's a high chance that Hart will stick around next year as well. So, yeah. I think Leon Rose deserves an A. And whether you guys think Leon Rose should have gotten X player from this team or Y player from this team, that's up to you to decide. But overall, I think that what he did this season was was good. You know, I think he did fine this season. And you know, given what it was worth, I like the moves. And hopefully, I'm ex- hopefully you know we can expect more in this off season or next season with all these assets that we still have. So that's what I think about it. What do you think? Yeah, no, I feel like sometimes, you know, not making a lot of moves is, is fine. Like, sometimes the moves you don't make are your best ones. 
Um, and, you know, whether it was, you know, just saying, hey, that's way too much for Zach Levine. We're not making that trade. Um, you know, not that Zach Levine's a bad player or anything like that, but not blowing up the depth. Or even you could you could make a reasonable argument that, you know, had the Knicks traded for Donovan Mitchell instead of acquiring Jalen Brunson, they would be they would have made the second round of the postseason. Now, is Donovan Mitchell a better player than Jalen Brunson at that point in time? Absolutely. Right. You know, and it was heartbreaking. We didn't get him. Um, but, you know, when you sign a guy and he gets, you know, the paid the 27th highest salary of the 2022-2023 season, and, you know, and then according to Raptor, in terms of wins above replacement, he finishes top 10 in the league, right, you know, that's really good value, right, even if you don't care for the analytics, it's kind of hard to argue that Brunson wasn't a top 20 player, including the postseason, right, he was just that good this year, um, he was unbelievable, right, you know, unfortunately, the guard spot is just so good that it's hard to make an all-NBA team as a guard, right, like, I'm sorry, but there are always going to be three guards who are going to be just MVP candidates year in, year out, I mean, you've got guys like Luka, you've got guys like Kyrie, Curry, I mean, Dame, like, it's, it's unbelievable, but um, at end of the day, you, you turn, you get Jalen Brunson, that just changed everything, and then acquiring Josh Hart, that was an unbelievable move, acquiring Josh Hart, I mean, that changed so much, again, for this Knicks team, it felt like it took, the, it felt like it took them to another level, um, and again, just not over, not, not, you know, blowing your load of picks on just a guy who isn't that good or isn't going to take you to another level. That's part of being a good GM. Look at, look at the Timberwolves. They had a plethora of young talent. Um, they traded all for Rudy Gobert and now one year removed from where they were with, oh my gosh, we have Anthony Edwards. We have Cat. This is a duo that can get better if they make the right move, this and that. And, and now they're in a really terrible spot. Like they're, they're in a really bad spot. They're without their picks. They traded the runner up for rookie of the year. You know, if Walker Kessler was the guy, maybe that they use instead of trading for Gobert, they would have all those picks and would they have gotten similar production? Maybe. Right. Um, so you don't want to make that type of trade. You don't want to be in a situation where you're like trading Quinn and Grimes for like, you know, um, you know, Zach Levine and then Quinn and Grimes goes out. He plays extremely well. You trade all your picks and now you have a backcourt that can't play defense. We know how that works, right? You know, look at Dame and CJ, um, you know, Kyrie and Luca, right? Like they're, you know, there's, it, it's never really worked for NBA teams. So, you know, he, he hasn't made, he hasn't gotten foolish. He hasn't, you know, gone out and gotten a little too aggressive. He stayed patient. He stuck to the Knicks process and it's worked out well. So, you know, with that being said, I, I feel like you're looking at Leon Rose and I think he's a, just genuinely a really good executive. I think that, you know, going forward, I can trust him to handle this franchise. I can trust him to not make those moves that are, you know, detrimental to your team's future. I feel like, like, let's say you took Leon Rose and put him in the Carmelo situation you know, all those years back and kind of referencing Carmelo because he retired recently. Um, I think he would have waited till free agency to get Carmelo and he would have had those all those assets that he used in that deal to potentially acquire a second star when Amari Stoudemire started having injury issues or maybe just keep them around his depth and maybe that team plays a lot better, um, you know, in that incredible 2012-2013 season. Who knows? Um, but, you know, kind of looking at this Knicks season as a whole, taking a step back, you know, we graded all the positions, coaches, uh, executives. By the way, I'm giving Leon Rose an A. Like, I... Just great job. Look, I can only give you an A. I'm not giving an A plus to anyone outside of Jalen Brunson. I've made that pretty clear. Um, but A is getting a good grade. But now that we've graded everyone, you know, looking at the Knicks as a whole, looking at the Knicks as a team, looking at the Knicks this season, I feel like this is an A season for the New York Knicks. Um, relative to expectations, you win your first playoff series in a decade. Um, you established Jalen Brunson as the star point guard of this team. The point guard position for the New York Knicks has been a rotating door for about as long as I've been alive. Um, you know, Julius Randle bounces back, whether he'll be here for the long term or not, like him playing at this level is still good because it either a makes him a good player for a postseason run, potentially, if he can find that shot in the postseason or B makes him someone that you can trade and he's now legitimately valuable and you can use him in a big time deal. Um, this team's deep, this team's young, you know, I think an A is a good grade for this team. Like, what are you grading them at this season? 
Right. So, I mean, just to kind of summarize this next season in a sentence, it's an, it was an emotional roller coaster. You know, we started off 10 and 13, had that awful Dallas game on December 3rd. I remember the date because it was that bad, you know, where we blew that second half leading. We're down by 30 and like an eye blink and the guarding crowd was booing our own players and stuff like that. And then everything changed from there. Everything changed. They got so much better. They made the rotation changes. They made the playoffs, make the second round. Jalen Brunson becomes this all-NBA level player. We get another all-NBA season out of Randall. We get an all-defensive type season out of like guys like Quickly, Mitch, guys like that. Quickly was a six-man runner-up. You know, positive development year for guys like Grimes and Hartenstein. Just with all that thrown in, I mean, this is an A team. Like you said, this was a team that deserved an A grade. Yeah, it's not an A plus because they didn't win the title, but they pretty much checked off every box of exceeding expectations. You know, they made the postseason, made the second round, you know, winning a playoff series. They beat Donovan Mitchell, the guy that we were all upset that we didn't get in the offseason. You know, they beat him in the first round. You know, yeah, maybe it kind of stinks that they lost to an eight seed in the second round, but I mean, the Miami Heat have just been unreal this this postseason, so we can't really knock on the Knicks too hard for that. If anything, at this rate, maybe we need to applaud the Knicks for fighting as hard as they have because Miami looks tough right now. But this isn't about Miami. This is just about the Knicks. But, you know, overall this season, I mean, it, it was an A season. You know, they exceeded everything and they're already in a great they were already in a great direction coming into the season for the future. But after what they just did this season, they're even in a better position now to not only make the upgrades, but also to just, you know, build off of this season and build off of like, you know, any of the downsides such as the postseason losses and, you know, off the successes too, such as winning the playoff series. You know, this is a very good building year for the Knicks. They're still young. They got their core around for quite a while. This was a very successful season. You know, maybe if this was an October to December grade, this would be a very low grade. But anything, but, you know, looking at the season overall and just seeing where they finished, how they, you know, came back and how resilient they were after that slow start, this team deserves an A. It was a great season, you know, and it sucks that it ended in the way it did. But, you know, we all knew we weren't probably, we probably weren't going to win the finals this season. You know, we may think we would have had a good chance. And yeah, it kind of stinks that we did have that good of a chance this year and we're kind of gifted an opportunity. But were we really going to like beat the Denver Nuggets in the finals? I don't think so. I don't think anyone's beaten that Denver team this season. I think Denver's got this one all the way. But, you know, this isn't about Denver, of course. This is just about the Knicks. But, you know, this Knicks season is a success. They deserve an A, you know. What do you think about all that? Yeah, look, end of the day, like, as you mentioned, you know, we can sit here and nitpick. Like, damn, it would have been really nice to beat the Miami Heat. But, man, this was just an incredible season for the New York Knicks. And it's one of those years that, like, I, the Knicks, I, I hope the Knicks win a title eventually, obviously. Um, but even if they do, like, I'm going to remember this season, not as fondly as I remember a championship, but, but close enough that it's like, I'll remember this year. This is like, this feels like the foundational year. And, you know, for people who, like, are Yankee fans as well, like, I compare it kind of like 2017, where, like, that year was, like, the start of something. Um, You know, this team, they really, they just, they fought. They did everything they could. Man, I, it sucks that this season's over, man, because this was one of the most fun seasons of sports I've gotten to watch in my lifetime, right? Um, And I'm getting, I mean, I'm, like, I keep getting, like, emotional thinking about it, because, like, damn, like, it's, I mean, Jalen Brunson's first season in New York was a massive success, Um, you know, and and you're positioned in a situation where, like, hey, you're one star away, and again, you know, looking at this offseason, we'll have a lot to talk about, and we're definitely going to keep you guys engaged, so we'll make sure we keep doing that, Um, but, you know, I guess my final thoughts before I hand it off to you to, you know, kind of see if you have anything else to add here, um, is that it felt like for the first time in a while, People now have to respect the New York Knicks. When they made the postseason last round, they got thrashed by the Atlanta Hawks, and it was kind of embarrassing, right? This time around, it's like, 
hey, you know, shout out the Knicks. You know what I mean? They're they're a team to respect. They're a team to to watch out for. We sent Donovan Mitchell home. You know, we sent that Cavs team home. That Cavs team should have had a better future than us on paper. We sent them home. Um, and, and we'll, I think we'll only continue to improve. I think we'll only continue to get better. Um, next year will be a huge year. You know, expectations are going to be higher. You know, obviously if they get knocked out by like the Bucks, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, the season was an absolute failure. Um, but you know, you can't enter the play in and get knocked down the play in tournament and consider it like a growth year. That would be a step back. So now expectations are high. Um, and, and I'm interested to see how this team decides to follow that up. But Dylan, you know, what are your final thoughts on the season? You know, kind of wrapping up this report card series. Yeah. I mean, you know, just kind of reiterating what I said, you know, a minute ago, just, you know, it's a successful season. Yeah. It wasn't the way we wanted it to end of course, but given what it was worth and given where the expectations were at the beginning of the season, this was a great season, you know, and they were resilient. Like I said, they fought hard, you know, like I said, just build on this, build on the downsides, such as, like I said, the playoff losses and any other downsides you might've dealt with this season and, you know, just build off of it. You know, we know this team is, has very hard work ethic. You know, I think Tom Thibodeau plays a big role in that. I could have mentioned that earlier, but I do think like Tom Thibodeau plays a good role in like these guys, hard work ethic and their, you know, just their winning mentality wanting to get every win as they possibly can. And I think that goes a long way. So given all that stuff, I do think that they're in a good position to do this again next season and hopefully get farther. I do think they're in a good position for that. I think they're in position for a very strong off season where they can make the necessary upgrades that they got to make. So we'll obviously find out more about that, you know, post draft and stuff like that. Cause you know, you're not really going to hear much about it during the, during the NBA playoffs. But once all that's over, then it goes right to free agency and then every team starts right back at zero wins and zero losses. So once that happens, we'll see what happens next season. But for, you know, just to wrap up this season, I mean, it was great, great season. You know, I think doing these report cards were, was a good idea, you know, talking about how each player did and what each you know each group did and how the team overall did and stuff like that I think you know for the most part we gave pretty high grades to everybody but you know I think we were fair in our assessments because I do think for a lot of this team these were growth years you know like I've mentioned this team's young and I do think you know just given all that and how they performed this year I think this is a this is a good year for this team to build off of I really do and like you said it feels like the start of something and just to wrap up real quick, I mean, this team was fun. This team was fun. It was really refreshing to see this team be competitive again. And like you said before, too, they got teams got to respect the Knicks now. They're not just some slouch. They're a team that can win a playoff series like they just proved they did this year. So teams got to respect that. Teams got to respect Jalen Brunson, especially Julius Randle, of course, as well, when he's on his A game and stuff like that, and the other guys as well. But just overall, a really successful season. Hopefully it gets even better next season. Yeah, that's all you can sit here and do now is just kind of hope that things get better. Um, and, and I think they will. Um, but we will definitely have you guys covered with a bunch of New York Knicks content. Do not worry, guys. Just because the season's over does not mean Firestar Yankees is coming to a close or anything like that. Um, if you guys like what we do, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe because we'll have you guys with plenty of New York Knicks content. We'll keep you guys updated. We'll be doing a lot of different stuff. We're going to keep getting creative with what we're doing with the New York Knicks and, and covering them and getting you guys involved. So... With that being said, you know, I, I think that this is a good way for us to wrap up. Um, again, let us know what you guys have for your letter grades on Tom Thibodeau, Leon Rose, and the Knicks season as a whole. Um, if you guys want to check out um, our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and, of course, this YouTube page, we encourage you to do so. We have plenty of awesome content on here. 
Um, you know, you guys can follow our personal Twitter accounts. They're above our heads. Um, and if you want to check out the audio version of this podcast, again, maybe my hair is a little bit messy. I understand. Maybe I'm not the greatest thing to look at. Um, but Apple Podcasts and Spotify, we're on both platforms. You guys should check those out. And we'll see you guys in the next episode of Fireside Knicks. Peace out.